The Fatback 3 podcast, every Monday at 4pm. I can't help but live in the moment Eyes lock when you talk, it's slow motion Well, your eyes, they look like the sun of the ocean You look amazing to me Sometimes it feels right, I can't help but show it I think that we're meant to be I can't help but live in the moment. The Fatback 3 podcast, every Monday at 4pm. Hello everybody, and welcome to the Fatback 3 football podcast. This week, uh, we've been 10 days in now, um, with football returning, and I for one are absolutely over the moon. So, this week we're going to concentrate on uh, talking about Football returning, what's happened, and the overall talking points of of this weekend. So I'm joined again by Wigan Paul. Evening. Evening. So boys, uh, we're ten ten days, eleven days um, since football's returned. I don't know about you guys, but obviously we've a lot of chats been uh, flown in between us three about certain games and stuff. So it's great to have it back, isn't it? Definitely. Only problem is life's going away, so I can't watch as many as I want to. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm happy football's back and I'm happy there's all these games on to watch, but I've got to admit I've been tuning off a lot of them. I've, I've not been impressed with, with it, to be honest. Yeah, which we'll go into um, this evening. Yeah, it, it seems a bit dulled and a bit... Mm, yeah, but as you say... We'll, it's, we'll, not, it's football, but not as we know it. Yes, yeah. Yeah, so boys, um, went on to the first games that we saw, which were the, uh, the Sheffield United, Aston Villa and the Manchester City Arsenal. A um, couple of things really, obviously um, being behind closed doors, um, there's been obviously a few cha- minor change, role changes um, in the games now. Um, so I was going to touch upon a couple before we talk into the matches. Um First of all, the the crowd noise. Um, what do you think to that, boys? Uh, well, the the crowd noise that they're putting on the actual matches themselves that are on on TV. Uh, in terms of the way it sounds, it doesn't actually sound too bad. There are a few delays and stuff like that. Um, but there's always that thing in the back of your head that that you know it's fake sort of thing. Um, and there's a little bit of a, a, a delay in it, so I don't mind it, and it probably is a good thing. But for me, when I've had the opportunity to watch a game without the fake crowd noise, I've watched it without instead. They're a little bit the different to what's wa- in the championship, I feel, because the, champ- the ones in the championship they're not as strong. So I don't know if it's to do with um, the actual noise coming from the stadium, whereas Sky are actually playing well, the noise themselves, I- the Premiership games. I don't know about you, but if you've just watched that Newcastle game on BBC and there was a game on BBC yesterday, theirs seems very dull compared to Sky's. Sky's yeah. was very... Yes, uh, yeah, was Sky's cool. better. So, like in that, uh, I mean, in that game on Newcastle Man City on, on BBC today, um, uh, you know, it, it's all right, but it's, it's not, like you say, it's not realistic as such, but it does, if you turn away... And you're doing something in background, and it's on in background. You would not be forgiven for thinking, oh, there's a crowd in there. Fair, 
you know, it, it does sound... Yeah, like, but if you're really concentrating on really, you can tell. Yeah, if you're really concentrating. But like I said, the BBC one does seem a little bit more of background noise than a, a full yeah. crowd noise, if that makes sense. It's a bit more generic, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it adds something to it. I've watched a bit of both. Um, and like I say, if you are pottering about and you've got a game on, which I've done with a lot of these games, to be honest, I've I've watched a few all the way through and I've watched, obviously, all Newcastle's all the way through. But um, if you're just pottering about, you know, crowd noise, it sort of, it does sort of, it feels like you're at home on a Saturday evening and, and Sky evening game on a Saturday's on in background. You know what I mean? It does, it does feel a yeah. little bit. Yeah, good stuff. Um, yeah. The five substitute rule um, brought that in. Um, obviously, there's a lot of players are playing, going to be playing every three or four days, and there's going to be more chances of picking injuries up. And obviously, obviously, I know these guys have been doing the fitness during um, during lockdown, but um, coming, we're not playing football for three months. I think going on a little bit what we've just been saying earlier, Ox, with um, the games have not been as good. Um, I think the five substitute rule is is probably a good decision, um, just to keep everybody fresh. I you disagree? disagree? Yeah, I think they are. I disagree as well. I think it's making it more like a friendly match. Um, personally, if they'd have said four substitutes, just give them an extra sub, then fair enough. Yeah, it, you know, I think five, and then if it goes to extra time in a cup game, you get six. It is almost like. A friendly match. It's half a teamy changing. It, it's probably more better for the for the better it, teams. Um, is yeah, that's that, what we're going to say. Another, that's that's like Manchester United. Um, Manchester yeah, it suits United them better. I mean, you look you it's, look at a, good if you look at a team in bottom half of Premier League, right? That let's take from Newcastle for example, because I'm a Newcastle fan. So you look at their bench. And on a on a normal game week, you've got three substitutes. We've probably got three decent subs on bench. Then you look below that, and it's like, oh, they're not going to change a game. And it's it's pretty much same for all below half. Whereas your Man Cities and your Man U's and your Chelsea's and teams like this are bringing <clears> on <throat> seventy million pound players from bench as the fourth or yeah. fifth well, substitute. And it's like, who did Burnley play other day? Uh, Wait, I, I, anyway, but, but I can't remember who they were playing, but Burnley Play, were playing, City, and, got, and you're allowed to five nil or whatever, didn't they? Other week, last week, they played yeah. Watford in between that. I can't remember who they were playing, but one of the games that they were playing, um, you can name. Did, I'm sure they said you can name nine subs, didn't they? Because yes, you can bring nine. five on. Yeah. Burnley named seven, and two of yeah. them were goalkeepers. Yeah. So what? What? So the reason why I don't agree with it is because. There's a gulf already between the rich teams and the so-called lesser teams, and it just makes that bridge bigger. Yeah, exactly. in my opinion. No, that's a fair point. Um, no. uh, and, and, and as well as that, I, I just think it has dulled the games down. You've got more stoppages, um, and then you've got you've got to have them in groups. So like there'll be two coming on or three coming on at once. And it just it you know it, it dulls everything down you know you're not these yeah. subs aren't getting time to make an impact and then by the time they're all on it, it's almost it is almost like a training match to be honest and I, well, I think keep, it's not they keep discussing um, playing uh, doing these kind of things beyond this season which 
I don't think that's a good move. I think I think under the circumstances, um, they've tried to just accommodate, well, probably accommodate one of the top teams from what you what you guys said, which I probably agree with to be honest with you. Um, but I think going it further afield when hopefully things do get back to more normality, then it. I don't think it is a wise move. Um, I think, like yeah. you said, the smaller squads will struggle um, to get nine players on the bench and obviously to try and impact games against the better teams. Because um, the other one I'm going to touch upon, um, which is another thing I don't particularly feel will carry on much longer, is the, these drinks breaks. They're only <laughs> doing that because it's summer. Like, do you know if, if you've got yeah. a World Cup, if you've yeah. got a World Cup, they have drinks breaks, don't they? But, yeah. I, again... I'm not a fan of it because it's not really... There's been a couple of days that have been hot. Fair enough, yeah. having drinks breaks on them days. But the one one other day, it was raining and they had... Yeah, Gary Neville's slated it, it a few times. It's yeah. Been like, really? I know it's classed as... Yeah. Sub, but come I on. get it when it's roasting, like yeah. they did in um, World Cup once, didn't they? they did yeah. it. I get it then. But like you say, when it's absolutely banging it down, what's the point? Yeah, and it's just a, it's just another disturbance. It just makes it like I mean I've been to a few friendly matches pre-season to watch Newcastle or to watch other teams as well, and the sort of split it into far quarters because they have a little drinks break, a little substitutes, this and that, and it it does it dulls it down. It feel it doesn't feel to me like we're watching proper football, and I know we're not watching. No, football, but you can no, even what... you know you can have proper football without a crowd. Without all these, yeah, it's too many, too many stoppages. Like I feel like, like for example, the the old cliche, oh they'll they'll be glad of half time. Well, now it's not just half time. They'll be glad of a drinks break as well because what's happening is if if a team's applying loads and loads and loads of pressure, the team that's under pressure is thankful for drinks break because not only are they having a drinks break, managers coming on and giving them instructions and tweaking the tactics. So. Like that game tonight, Newcastle were on top for first time in game, and then there's a drinks break on sixty odd minute, and then <laughs> yeah, it's just get silly. ball and Man City dominate for the rest of the game again. Do you think, you think know. it should be changed a little? It, well, it's probably not going to get changed now, but I think talking about obviously the games and they've not been quality has not been as good, and I'm not particularly defending every and, footballer and, that's and played. Haven't there been something like? 14 or 15 games of the 20 odd games we've had so far have been nil nil at half time. Yeah, what I'm gonna what I'm gonna say is, um, I think you guys know as well. Uh, match fitness is different to doing fitness fitness, and uh, of course it is. I think you you got to think as well. These boys have not played a game for three months. But but they're done in uh, they're done in uh, pre season, do they? And then they come back and it's normal football. But if better. you think about it, Ox. You, you end the season in May, you probably have, what, a month off? Yeah. And you're back touching a football within four weeks, aren't you? Four to six weeks. Uh, pretty and, much. But and they then have, you're back in training. It's been pretty much similar to that. Yeah, it has. But what I'm thinking is it's a bit longer normal. It's a bit longer normal without touching a ball. Um, and especially game situations. I think it's going to take... Well, we ain't got long season left anyway, like. But I think you'll see it probably better start next season. I think once they've had a little, they'll probably. Have, I don't think they'll have a massive break, but they'll yeah. probably have a little break and start again. Yeah. Like, yeah, we, we we probably will. Yeah. But a lot of the games have been. You see the 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 fitness is there, the the general fitness, but it's like them when they're making them 
when they're using the brain on the football pitch and they're making them them runs or playing that, you know what I mean? Using your brain on a football pitch, playing that pass and certain teams that I've watched have not they've not clicked in that kind of way. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, they haven't clicked in it because it's exactly the same as when 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 I'm doing coaching sessions with me under 15s. I've already done a couple now, and you you like doing it in small groups or whatever, and then you can't do any 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 tactical stuff. You can't really do proper positional play. You can't do any of that. And I know that professional clubs can now, but they haven't had much time to work on it because they were working individually, weren't they, to start well, with? They had a couple of back. weeks the season started. After three months off, they've literally had, what, two or three weeks training? And the training's probably... Proper had to training, adapt. yeah. Yeah, and they've probably had to do adapt to certain ways because obviously they've had to work in groups. And I'm just saying it's... I know it's probably not the same for us, but it's it's been difficult um, probably for them players as well. And I don't necessarily like to have, give sympathy to footballers because they get paid a lot of money. I think a lot of them players don't want to be playing either. Yeah. Maybe. It's the ones that, which we'll probably go on to a little bit later on is the, with the con- some of the contract situations that have happened in, in certain clubs. And I think that's probably... I see it more down that road than, than anything um, else. Well, well, there's what what's his name at um, Charlton. Charlton? Yeah, yeah. Wow, Taylor. Yeah, yeah. that's well, the so, one. Yeah, so if you out there, uh, Ryan Fraser at Bournemouth. Bournemouth, uh, so Bournemouth we'll, yeah. Yeah, there's. I think them kind of people. Yeah, it, it's a it's a difficult one, but I don't know. But anyway, like anyway, I'm obviously I'm I'm glad it's back and. Uh, Going on to um, Summit Games, um, obviously the first one I want to talk about is the uh, the phantom goal at Villa Park. <laughs> um, Absolute shambles. I could believe when I saw that. How that was not given, I do not know. Well, as you know, no. boys, I, I was driving home, weren't I, and you rung me up and the shock and the um, disgust of it, and, and then obviously I saw it a couple of minutes later and... And then I rushed home to uh, watch it, and I couldn't—I just couldn't believe it. Funnily enough, I, I, I think in that game, happened. yeah, if goal line technology didn't exist, the ref would have given the goal. Exactly. But the refs yeah. Are, yeah, but the refs are told to trust in the technology, so the ref might have thought, "Oh, that's off at line," but he didn't give it because his watch didn't buzz. But don't, what do you think the linesman would get involved in that? Because the linesman obviously, realistically, should be he'll, he'll be the same that. though, won't he? Surely. He'll, he'll if you're thinking, I think that went off at line, but if his watch hadn't buzzed, then if, if you're does, it, does he not pay quite as much attention? If you're reffing that game, though, just from the goalkeeper and the defender's reactions alone, and you look at that keeper when he's took that ball off at line, you know that's in. No matter technology or not, you know that's in. So surely, then you say, is my is this technology working today? Is that's That's gone in. Well, that's in the they've, they've said, they've said, it buzzed at half time, didn't it? It buzzed yeah, at half time, saying goal. So they've got to award goal for me there at half time. Well, you'd think, but apparently, what they've said is that um, at, at one point, not long after that phantom goal, the ref could have referred it to VAR. Yeah, yeah. But does there is it the ref's job to refer it to VAR or is it up to the people at VAR to have a worded referee's ear and says we've just sure. watched that back mate we'll have that line give goal surely surely VAR just go into his ear and say that's of that line 
something's wrong with your watch, that's over the line, surely. That's that's what I'm saying. So they've got two bits of technology that can complement each other, but they decided to not put them together. Shocking. It's crazy for me. Absolutely. It's an absolute shambles. Yeah, definitely. Um, and and I, I'm not giving any blame uh, or, or anything to referee because, like I said, the, the, the refs are specifically told... Is it Dermot Gallagher, he, he works as a yeah. referee person for Sky or BT Sport or one or two, I can't remember. And, and he said, the, the ref's not to blame because the ref is told to trust in the technology. Basically, if, whether, if he thinks the ball has crossed the line, it, it's just his opinion, whereas the technology is fact. So if, if the technology is not saying that the ball's crossed the line... He, he's then going to say to himself, look like it were over that line, but it must not have been. So you can't blame ref at all for me. It's the technology. But why the VAR panel didn't come to him and say, right. it's over that line, that mate. Somebody, I don't know. Need, somebody needed to help him there. It's not and a good, not a good start. They made him look a twat, really. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. a good start, was it, for a three months without no. football and then... First not for the first game back, you don't want that, it, do you? It wasn't good at all. Um, quick question, boys. Um we obviously we've watched a lot of games since it started. Um, is there any particular team or um, performance of one game that's that's really really stood out and impressed you? Man City for me. Yeah, for me as well. I think I think that it suits them playing behind closed doors. They've looked they, don't, sharp, they, they? they don't have many fans anyway when when it's full, <laughs> but um, playing behind closed doors, they can just play their sort of training style pass and move game can't they and it's they've just ripped teams apart there's no pressure there's yeah. no <clears throat> oh and obviously Liverpool have done great they've won league and this and that but uh, for me Man City even in the game at Chelsea where they lost I thought they played some great football two teams that have stood out for me but for wrong reasons <coughs> Watford and Arsenal yeah agree um, I, I've forgotten who it was uh, it were a it might have been Merson, but I, I don't think it was, but it was a former Arsenal player who's now working as a pundit. And he, and he said that, it might have been Charlie Nicholas, and he said that basically, this is before it all sta- football started back, and he said he worries for um, the likes of, of, of Arsenal when they're playing behind closed doors. And he was basing that on um, like a, a pre-restart friendly game they had, and he said, and w- what he said was, it was totally correct in my eye. And what, and what he said is that it worries for Arsenal, particularly the defence, because when the crowd's there, it keeps the players honest. And what he means by that is David Luiz got caught out in a friendly game versus Reading at Arsenal because he was doing something stupid with ball, like trying to flick it over somebody's head or do something stupid, basically, and show off. And it ended up costing him a goal. And... And then it, it comes to uh, it comes to that game, and then he um, makes an error for a goal, and then gives a penalty away for another goal. And what he said basically came true. And what what he means by being honest is, if you're playing and there's crowd there and there's a bit of pressure, pressure can affect you in a positive and a negative way. And if you're there and you've got a load of crowd there, you think to yourself. I'm not going to mess about here. It's gone. It's in row Z or, or whatever. But when there's no crowd there, you know they're not going to get on your back. Does it make you try things that you wouldn't normally do? 
this is why you've got to be like top level of professionalism, aren't you? And I just don't think oh. that he's had that. And the thing I, is, and, we are. Thing is, we Arsenal as well is they've got no bottle, have they? And they've got and players hide for Arsenal. So when there's a crowd there, if a player's hiding, fans will let them know. Whereas now they get yeah. away with. That's it. The current crop, the the defence is appalling. Oh. Absolutely appalling. You can't um, tell that Barry's got a new contract. Oh. Well, this is it. That desperation because of the current situation. Yeah. People people laughed at me when when the when Koscielny left and they signed David Luiz and people were saying he's a he's a great signing. We're like four million a summer. What well, for next to nothing? Ten million. And I said, what it? I well, about eight, I think, because I think I was one that said, I think. Is a weird one because I think I I think I probably put my hands up. I was one that said I think it wasn't the fact of the signing. I think it was for the price because despite his bad things, um, he is a Brazilian international. And yeah, he is. Yeah, he's he's really for eight million quid is not bad. Yeah, he's a cracking footballer, but he isn't a great defender. And, oh, and no. my, my point I, back then was... To that, Buge, Roque Jr. was a Brazilian international. Oh, that was all for me, then. There you go. So, so what Gilberto, you, that left-back that Spurs signed, and he were atrocious. So, the, these Brazilian international defenders, they can't defend anyway. Well, I think... I, I'll, probably, I'll probably rephrase that, then. What I meant is, I, I, I'll go back to that season he played at Chelsea yeah. under yeah. Conte. Um, in a free. And it, yeah, free. he wore in the back exactly. three. That's, yeah. His other two... People correct his errors a lot. Of yeah, time. still errors. What I'm saying is, he's not. Don't get me wrong. He, yeah, he's, he's very. Uh, he's erratic. He's talented. Yeah. But he's, he's talented. talented. And I just felt like yeah, he's good. Right. With the, yeah, he's talented. He's good with the ball at his feet. He can bring the ball out, and he can certainly yeah. pick but a pass, and he can what, hit a free kick. But can he defend? Absolutely what you, not. What you can't do with David Louise is put him in a four. Outside of some other twat who can't defend either, and Mustafi no. can't defend either. So exactly, you know, this is this is why I said, and, and I was, uh, and, I, and I, I had a bit of a giggle to be fair, because because I thought they've lost Koscielny, right? And if you lose Koscielny, who in who oh, I'd argue at the time was one of the best defenders in the league, was yeah. right right up there. He left. He can defend. Is a proper defender and is a proper like leader at back. You lose him and you replace him with David Luiz? No. If you sign David Luiz to play with Koscielny, maybe. But as a yeah. replacement, no. He's the best move. of a bad bunch, isn't he? Let's, let's, if you're summing it up. He's best of a well, bad bunch at Arsenal, shall I say. I tell you, best defender that, got is Rob Holding, and he's not cracking. It's just yeah, injuries for him, isn't because it? He, he's an actual defender, though. For me, like David Luiz is an holding midfielder all day long. He's never a centre-half. Never. Yeah. Uh, anyway, boys, moving on. Um, just uh, sorry, I didn't tell you the other team, did I? Watford, didn't you? Uh, Watford, Watford, yeah. Um, I, I would have said Sheffield United, to be honest. Well, I oh, thought yeah, they'd yeah. struggle anyway with a break uh, because I, I think they'll struggle next season. Like so what I was going to, what I was going to ask um, with that decision against Villa, do you reckon it, the the couple of games after that, do you reckon it's affected them? Uh, possibly, yeah. Maybe, but I think that that manual result were more down to uh, the, the yeah the players that they had missing because yeah. they had Egan O'Connell and Anderson missing Easter. and yeah. and that they're, they're they're three of their key players the way they play and if you've got you, one you can live with 
Two, maybe a little bit of a Not struggle. Not very often three, the three missing in the last no. two, three years, I bet. No, and, and Phil Jagielka played, and he, he hadn't had many games for him, has he, this season, I don't no. think. No, it's a and big he's game. he's definitely it's passed good. it. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I, I'm kind of ignoring that game against Manu because I just think they were on an hiding to know as soon as I saw it line up. Yeah. Right, boys, moving on. Um, I'm going to talk um, about... Obviously, just been on about Liverpool uh, winning the league. Um, we didn't think they'd probably win it like that. We we Chelsea beat Man City, but just a quick summary of their season and uh, what they've achieved and what do you um, think? Unreal. What 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 other team would have the character and bottle like that to lose the season by one point on ninety six points when it last year and then come back and win it? You know. <laughs> It's incredible character. And if you th- think about season before, mate, as well, if you think about it, they got to Champions League final, right, yeah. and they lost. Next season, they won it. Won it. Pre- Premier League, they got pipped very narrowly. And then season after, they went out and won it. And they got, like I said, Champions League final, and they improved. They got second in the league only just, yeah. only just lost out and then won it. So... The key thing about Liverpool for me, they're a massively talented bunch of players. They play a nice style of football, but it's the it's obviously the the actual football is up is absolutely nothing unless you unless you've got right mentality, and they've absolutely proved that they have, and it is it is well deserved, isn't it? Nobody can deny it. Do you think they'll win it next year? I think. Possibly, I think, the, I think everybody else is going to improve as well. They need to strengthen while they are. They can't just think, oh, we're good enough now. They, they. I still think the the weak in midfield a little bit. I think they need a little bit more in there, and probably another fullback to support the two that they've got. If one of them gets injured, they can't just keep yeah, sticking the, Milner in at left back every the, week, you know. Yeah, they can't get complacent, and I'm, and you know I like stats, but I've got a stat for you here. Uh, two, two years ago, right, um, Spurs had finished above Liverpool for seven of the last eight seasons, right? That's a good this start, two, right, to be honest. Yeah, this is two years ago. Spurs built a new stadium. Liverpool well, invested in squad. Yeah. yeah. Now look at the difference. Yeah. Same back in day, innit? They bought a stadium, Man City, Man U and whatever were buying players and they haven't won up for mm. years, so... I don't... This might be... This might be unpopular with Liverpool fans, but I don't think they will win the league next year. Um, and there's a couple of reasons, really. I think I'm not saying they've been well, they have been a little bit fortunate with uh, with injuries. I think they've been quite yeah, they have had many. Yeah. And I think with yeah, they have they have been very fortunate. Yeah, I agree. And I think with Mane and Salah going to African Nations at some point next season, um, I think they might struggle. They've got they've got to get some backup in there. Yeah, that that's obviously if they do get some backup. But I think with them three up front, I think when they played Everton uh, last week, they di- went. I think it was Salah. Yeah, Salah were missing, weren't it? And they didn't seem to click. And then when they played but, Crystal Palace, yeah, they, they were are. they were on fire. Um, they do when 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 one or two of them are mi- when they do. That's the thing with Man City when they make their substitutions. The, it never changes the style of play and they always no. seem to perform. Yes, I know they've had injury troubles this year and that, 
But Man City's squad depth is far greater than Liverpool's. And if Liverpool lose Mane, Salah, Cater, I don't know, Firmino's injured while these are out, you know, or they lose Van Dijk, the players yeah. coming at the Man City's level of player coming in. So I think they need some depth yeah, behind. Yeah, because Liverpool's front, front, front three is that potent that basically Liverpool can just give the ball to them free yeah. and they know something's going to happen. So it, they do rely heavily on them. That, that's not a, a dig at them or anything, but they just do. So if a couple, like you say, if a couple of them are out, then yeah, they can still grind out a 1-0 win because the defence is pretty solid as well. But if it's the odd game here and there, you can do that. But if it's for if, a prolonged period of time... If it will like Van Dijk for a month, that's going to be oh, yeah, massive, massive blow to them. Because they've got... Oh, yeah. the, well, look at, look at uh, Man City when they lost Laporte. Who's yeah. not as good, in my opinion. Exactly. Yeah. No. Um, but, uh, and then you've got Chelsea as well. Chelsea have recruited... Chelsea have been brilliant this season and they've recruited really well already. Yeah. yeah. They're going to be a threat. They're going to be a threat because all them young players that have played well this year are just going to get better. You yeah. know how... Exactly. And people like that, you know, so... Strengthened uh, and started slowly. As usual... Yeah, and as usual, Man City will fully conform to financial fair play rules and splash the cash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so and and don't don't forget if they get banned from Europe, that they, they they won't have a, as many fixtures. Yeah, so that well, that's why I, that's why I've, I feel a bit stronger towards Man City winning league next year because if that does happen, um, you've only seen it happen in the past when teams have not been involved in Europe. Obviously, that year with Chelsea weren't and when they won it under Conte and I think if Man City mm. do strengthen as well um, having that freshness in its squad it might do them a massive favour How's about yeah, Liverpool finishing third next year? Mm. Maybe You know like some teams that you know I know it's the first title for years and I know how much I rate Klopp and that and I think they'll probably still be in top two but if they just let a little bit of complacency and they don't strengthen like they need to, and Chelsea are coming with these good signings, could be a Man City Chelsea title race. You never know. If they if they don't start well next year and keep that momentum and get sign a couple of players Liverpool, it could be one of them seasons where you just think, oh God, they're not quite the team that they were and this and that. You never yeah, know. You never know. It's happened. They've got, to, they've got to, like I said to you, with that stat about Spurs, they've got to learn. From, they've got to learn from what Spurs did. Yeah. And Spurs just stood still. They stood still, and everybody took them over. Yeah. And Spurs didn't get any worse, but everybody else got better, and that's the that's problem. It. And that's what always annoyed me. Do you know when you listen to radio or you listen to Sky when Spurs were up there, and everybody used to say, "How can you improve that first eleven? And I used to say, there's loads of ways. You can, all, you can always improve it. miles better than what Spurs have got in that team. You know, yeah. how, how can you go and sign another striker because there's no Harry Kane's playing? Well, Liverpool have got three top strikers. Man City have got three yeah, top Yeah, you've got to... Ball. Exactly, you've got to at least try, haven't you? Exactly. There's plenty but of strength. But another string to you your bow. So, they've got to strengthen. And I think they will, but whether they get enough, whether they think, oh, one signing might just spruce it up, I think they need... Two or three. I think they need a fullback. I think they need somebody at midfield, and I think they need probably somebody up top that's of the ilk yeah. of your type of player. You know, Jaden Sancho, something like that. Anyway, boy, he'd be a, a good signing for him. Going on to uh, 
this weekend's action that's just happened. Obviously, there hasn't been many Premier League games um, with the FA Cup taking over. Um, I've watched two, yeah, two of the FA Cup games um, this weekend. Um, Norwich Man United and uh, the Newcastle Man City one. Uh, you guys watch any more? What were your thoughts on any of the games? Yeah, I watched them too. Um, I watched Villa Wolves yesterday. Um, who else did I watch? I'm just looking through fixtures now. Norwich played well, yeah, um, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, they did, to be fair, yeah. I to most of that. Um, what else? Who else did I watch? See? I watched some of Bristol City Chef Wednesday as well. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna move on to the most important part a bit later on. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, but yeah, um, going to these FA Cup games. Uh, obviously, we've just been watching the Newcastle Man City game, and uh, I must be disappointing for your Ox uh, to lose. But I think <coughs> no, as I said in, in group chat before, I thought it would be sort of four or five. Um, yeah. I just think the f- it, at the end of the day, you turn up, unless you've got a, a manager like Rafa who can organise you to a, a win playing that style, you don't attempt to play that style. In first half, I can't remember us connecting three passes. And the, there were a stat popped up on 40th minute, completed passes. Man City, 188. Newcastle, 15. In 40 seconds. <laughs> we've completed 15 passes in 42nd minute. And you can't... You, terrible. If you're, playing a, if you're playing a team with Man City's quality, you can't just keep giving them the ball. Now, you could say, if we don't give that penalty away and Dwight Gale scores that tapping, it's a different game. You could say that, but... At the end of the day, you can't play for 90 minutes like we did in first half and expect a result. Now, in second half, I thought we played a lot better. Um, and again, these, like I said, these drinks breaks didn't help because every time we had momentum, there were a long substitution break or there were a drinks break and then Man City are back on top. But like you said, Dwight Gale scores that. It's maybe a different game, but I were expecting sort of four or five. But cup quarter final, you're safe, in Lee. Go and have a go. Go toe to toe with him, and if you get beat six nil, you get beat six nil, don't you? You know. I bet. I bet, um, I bet yeah, but it's a dangerous time to play Man City though. In oh, definitely. Games because they, they know they can't win league, so it's they're gonna go full tilt, aren't they? Mm. I bet Laporte feels uh, sorting out when he gets home. Well, Andy Carroll's gave him a school then, hasn't he? Yeah, half. Passing him all on the pitch. <laughs> And that's why I think Andy Carroll should be starting more because no defender wants to mark that. He's just a hand. It's just his fitness, isn't it? I've always always liked Carroll. Um, It's just his fitness that's like that. He's not been fit since he left Newcastle, has he? No, it's a shame, really, because he is. He's an handful. Um, That big old brute, old-fashioned centre-forward. and uh, We don't have many of that nowadays. Oh, the day we sold him to Newcastle, to uh, Liverpool, I cried, mate. I were devastated. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I did honestly. He was he was the best sort of you know striker that we'd had for me since Shearer. He he held the ball up, scored goals. You know, I, I mean that season in Championship, I think he scored 24 goals, 25 goals, and then we get promoted and he's got 11, 12 goals before January, and then we sell him on deadline day in January and, and replace him with Shevki Kuchi. 
I mean, come <laughs> but, on. But, but after six months at Liverpool, you felt better. Well, uh, it didn't suit Liverpool, did it? It didn't suit no. Liverpool style. Well, um, that 35 million must have made you a bit better. He what? That well, 35 million yeah, must have felt you a bit better. Well, no, because I, 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 you know, when they were talking, I thought it was worth more than that, me. I yeah. really did. I thought it was going to be one of the best strikers Premier League sin. Obviously, he went to Liverpool, fitness, didn't suit Liverpool. They used him as sort of a plan B. Um, he suited Newcastle's style of play at that time, which it, it, it played into his hands a lot. But he, he had his good moments at Liverpool. He scored in a cup final, scored a couple against Man City, a long ranger and stuff like that, I remember. But, I mean... It will just yeah. If he's if he's fit for all his career, he, he you know his his hundred odd goals in Premier League for me over the course of his career minimum you know because he, he's just so hard to defend. He really he offers is. you more than what Peter Crouch does, doesn't he? And oh, definitely. Miles Peter Miles, Crouch is in is in hundred club, isn't he? Tell you summer, I've never seen a better header at ball in Premier League, and you can put Shearer in there and all these players. He's the best header of a ball I have ever seen. What do you reckon to final uh, then? Who's going to be in a fake up final? Man City. And who's the other one? Man, and United Man, v Chelsea. Man City Chelsea final. That Man New yeah, Chelsea. I think, tight, I, think, I, think, I think. Yeah, I think Man City Chelsea. I'd, I'd, I, I still think Man U are poor. I don't, I don't get all this. They've turned a corner and they're playing. playing I, I heard one radio person this week say Man U I don't, not the last game, the game before last played more like Man City than Man City and I could not believe what I were hearing that for There's me the, the the court, they've had a couple of good-ish results against Nobody Special and just because Fernandes and Pogba are playing in the same team I still think Pogba's been awful Bruno Fernandes has yeah. Bruno Fernandes has been good, but yeah. he's the only. Yeah, one, yeah, he has. You know the struggle to beat Norwich yesterday. Uh, for me, nah, the mm, not for me. Not Manu were miles away still, miles away. Still a couple of bad eggs in that dressing room. You Lingard, your Pogba's miles away. I don't, I, and I've seen. Yeah, they're definitely they've won, they've won, Pogba. They've won two or three games, and there's Merson and all these on. Soccer Saturday saying they're going to be in a title challenge next year. Come on. Jesus. No, yeah. I, I can't see it. They'll be lucky to get in top four again next year. Lucky. They've no, just boys. been on a good run of late, haven't they? Yeah, that's all it is. Just, yeah, not special. I've not been blown away by them. I thought, oh, God, yeah, these are serious contenders now. I just don't get the hype. It's just the, the old man you hype I'd, I'd be shocked if they if this manager's still in uh, in January next year I think he's clueless personally it's just my opinion but I think he'll get he'll get, he'll get more time on that though based on him being a manual legend and I think that's why they appointed him in first place because uh, all because at fan unrest if you get anybody that job who's not an ex-manual player then when when um Solskjaer were having bad results and that. Any other manager that weren't a manual ex-manual player, they'd have got oh, rid of him. That, yeah. But they got sick that. of chopping and changing and they could only justify keeping somebody on and keeping having patience with him because he were an ex-manual player. 
That's, That's what I think. Tell you something, if they waste eighty million on Jack Grealish, I'll be laughing my balls off. I will. If they waste a sort of money on him, I'll yeah. love I agree. So boys, uh, moving on. Uh, obviously, I've been down to talk about this for the last forty minutes. <laughs> the championship. Um, obviously, been a good weekend for myself um, for Leeds. Um, did you watch the Leeds game? No, I saw clips of it, mate. I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it. I watched it on and off while I was doing other stuff. Obviously, big talking point minus the result um, is the uh, the Mitrovic assault <laughs> on Perfect. Ben White. Brilliant seventies, that mate. Not wrong with that. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> it it were a bit weird at first because you didn't see it, and then when they showed you the replay, it gets worse every time you do see it. And I've, well, I've, we've I've, discussed Mitrovic before, haven't we? Yeah. I love yeah, the bloke. I, I love him. Yeah, I love love the way he plays. I think he's a cracking player. I love his, I love his, shall we call it shithousery. I love it because I think everybody, every team knows it. It just sometimes he just can't quite control it, and then you get your incidents. But in the first minute of a very important game like that, I I just think if that were one of our players, I'd be absolutely livid because you know cameras pick up these things now. Oh, he'll get a ban. He's going to get banned for that, and I just find it absolutely crazy do you to know, do that. You know, first time Whoa. you see full, full, full on, full length, you know, sort of full speed. You look at, I looked at it and I thought, oh, what's everybody moaning about? Yeah. And then you see it again, and you see him look up, and you see him do it, and you think, ooh, that's naughty. That that's a bit. Mm. Look at it this way: in Premier League, with with VAR, he's gone. Yeah, definitely. Without a doubt. Without yeah. a doubt. Definitely. And I just think, another other thing I want to say as well, uh, without sounding too biased, um, Ben White absolutely was outstanding yesterday because... He might have game, didn't he? So, oh, he was sensational, Ox. He, he never, he, every time he had ball, he was dropping to... He was getting to the point where Mitrovic was getting ball halfway line and White were literally, as soon as he touched ball, he intercepted him, bang, and he won everything in air. Um I just couldn't. I couldn't praise the lad any higher yesterday. To get a whack like that at first minute and to absolutely mark. There's not many people in championship I've seen handle Mitrovic and Ben White yesterday were sensational. He'll make a great partner. It's for a shame for you league. then, isn't it? He won't he? You got wig? <laughs> yeah. It's a shame for you then, isn't it? They looks like, looks like Brighton looks like they're going to stay up, so that they'll want him back. Well. I'm just hoping we get there first, but uh, like I said. But if I'm got, honest, mate, even if I, I, I think even if Brighton stay up, Leeds go up, and Leeds want him, I don't think he'd end. It's going to be at Leeds next season anyway, because he'll either be back at Brighton and in first team if they're in Premier League, and or, or they might even be offers from um, one of the big clubs because. What? Cola I, Bar- I, I do rate him that highly. Yeah, I'm telling you. Cola you Bar- what, sorry? Cola Barley's signing for Man City. He's going to be his partner. Ben White. Ben, ben White and Cola Barley for Man City. Next Interesting. Year. But uh, going on to the <laughs> rest of the game, um, it was a very strange game to be honest with you. Obviously, we, we behind closed doors more than anything. But the first, we got the early goal um, from my friend Bamford. Um, Bloody and, hell. That's I know. And he took it well. He took it really <laughs> well. But it, it was really, it was a nice finish. Um, 
But then Fulham, which I, I think I said probably to you guys, Fulham were going to come and come at us because Fulham are not a type of team to to come and sit back. Um, and for a good thirty minutes in that first half, they had a right go at us. And uh, in f- I go as far to say that Fulham were better team in first half. Oh, without a doubt, mate. I totally agree with you. Um, they were, um, and I was so glad we went in. Uh, we went in one 0 up because uh, I think if they'd have nicked one before half time, it could have been a different game. And uh, but yeah, we had to dig in. Um, and I was a bit surprised at half time. Well, I was a bit surprised at half time that he took Bamford off. Um, but it seemed to work. Um, I think. What, it, sorry, it, what do you what do you make of him showing Bamford sat in stand on his phone? At the time, I thought it extremely. I don't, they, won't it, they won't do it in a proper game, would they? Well, like, no, they won't. Uh, when, when crowds are in and stuff. I don't know. I just think there's. He were on phone for literally what thirty seconds of that time, but like you said, they won't do it in a proper game. But I don't know. I think I think they made a little bit of a meal of it, if I'm honest with you, um, because you can't tell me when lads are not playing in them stands, some of them are sat on their phones. Um, it's an actual thing nowadays, wherever wherever you go. So I don't I know. Respect me that they made it a bit. I thought they made it a little bit of a top, to be honest with you, in my opinion. But yeah. Um, Going on to the I, I don't think the fans would like to see it. Don't think fans like to see it. But like you said, yeah, I think they made too much of it. Yeah. Um, and then when he took him off, I was a bit surprised. But I think uh, they said it were tactical reasons. But then he had a he had an ice pack on his knee, so I went 100 percent sure for a fit because Costa were Costa the other lad that went off. Um, he were hurting his groin. But them changes seemed to uh, galvanise us. And uh, well, he had probably, to change somewhat. Yeah, and uh, as soon as we got the second goal, which was atrocious defending by Fulham, um, it was game over. And then uh, oh, Pablo Hernandez, oh, what a boy. <laughs> he, made a, he just made that pass for that third goal. Just it was a brilliant clearance, that, weren't it, mate? Yeah, all right, I'm not biting again. <laughs> <laughs> um, but to, to lad at 35-year-old, we missed him against Cardiff week before um, we can't keep relying on him we've got to look at replacing him not so much replacing him but keep, I'd keep him but getting someone in the Premiership that can do that kind of job because he just made a massive difference yesterday he made he makes the, the game look the easy the problem is the problem is though who and how much would the cost well and them type of players them type of players that are not 35 the stupid money I know but like I said, we're going to hopefully find that out. Um, Unless you find a gem from second division or somewhere like France or Spain. Or, yeah, yeah. I think that's but, obviously down to the, the, the scouting network will be looking at. Um, look a lot of time. Yeah, well, we don't just need one there. We, like I said, I've, I've said before, we need, we need better up front than Bamford. We probably need a left back. We, we need four or five if we're going to strengthen um, to, to, to stay up next year. So, if obviously we go up. Um did you watch any of the other games? Did you watch the, any of you watch the Brentford West Brom? I did. I did. Yeah. No, West I Brom was poor, I thought. Very poor. Very poor. I thought Brentford were good, though. Um, um, as as, see, as this games have come back and season goes on, I'm liking look at Brentford for promotion. <laughs> Either through playoffs or direct. But, but do you know something? We lost last week, and obviously I know, I know a lot of it's Pillock and, and that between mates and what have you, but... I think if, and I'm not just saying this as a Leeds fan, but I think if anyone's going to drop out of that top two at the moment, it's going to be West Brom. And this yeah, will be for our game yesterday. 
Yeah, the ant looked cracking, and 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 Brentford looked well up for it. Because I so, think Fulham, I think Fulham are done now. Well, yeah, I think, um, don't, don't you think? Don't you think, right? If Fulham had a proper manager, and by a proper manager I mean somebody experienced, somebody that's not a rookie like thing, like Scott Parker, I think they'd already be up. I think they've got miles best well, squad. It's ever. funny you say that because I'm looking at someone like Tom Kearney yesterday. Oh, and I don't seem to see what kind of role he does in that Fulham side. The Tom Kearney I saw a couple of seasons ago under Yukanovic, oh. he looked a, a good, talented player. Um, but I don't but see what think, he did. And I think that's well, what he I'm runs shows, isn't he? Oh, Kearney. Yeah, you, you, you said a couple of seasons ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. He didn't seem to have a certain position in that. So I think like what what Paul's saying. That, there's something there that doesn't click, and I think even the wide players, obviously Mitrovic is a big part of that, but somebody like Anthony Knockhart, who at Brighton, before they got up, absolutely outstanding in the Championship. It were a bit threatening yesterday, but he doesn't seem to have that kind of threat he had, he had it's at like, No, it's like he's got shackles on. I, I don't understand it, whether it's his, it's his role, but didn't he have pretty much a free role when he were at Brighton, though, and he obviously yeah. had that much freedom at, at Fulham. But the problem with Fulham is, the, def- the defence is shocking. Um, and that's probably why they're not oh. up there. It was against Leeds. Oh, it was terrible. That second goal. But uh, but yeah, yeah, I just feel like... Stick, some, stick somebody like a Warnock with them players. The big, the oh big yeah, I agree with you. I think the, uh, the running as well. I think Fulham's running um, combined oh, with probably Mitrovic getting bound. banned. The playoff bound. I think the play... I, I don't see him catching... Um, the top two. Nah, obviously Forest have won today. They've just gone above them. It might be a lot of work for them to do. So Forest think, just gone above Fulham. Yeah, I Forest have gone above Fulham today. Be, Early summer, the the play. Every time I've seen them this year, I've been impressed with Forest. Must yeah. admit. So I think there's. I'm not sure points wise between them and and second, but I think basically now it's, uh, it's two from three. I can tell you if you want. Well, Brentford are on 66 points with a goal difference of 34. That's impressive. Yeah. That's better goal difference than West Brom and Leeds. Yeah. And then Forest are in fourth, two points behind them on 64 with a goal difference of 12. And Fulham are in fifth, on, also on 64 points, but with a goal difference of nine. Yeah, it's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting, really. Um, I think another thing as well, watching one game yesterday... Uh, the, the Beatles last week and uh, I, I was impressed with Cardiff yesterday at, at Preston. Oh, uh, the manager at Cardiff now. Neil Harris. Neil Harris, I thought. Yeah, so. it seems to have got them. The, they were organised against us. We found it. You see, when teams sit back against us, we find it hard and I think we are. They, they dropped on us probably at the right time yet, uh, last week and uh, they went to Preston, which is a tough place to go to, and uh, they were strong and, like I said, they've got some good goal threats and. They could be, I'm yeah. shocked with Cardiff. What I mean by that is, I didn't see that Cardiff and Neil Harris were a good fit because I, I always had Neil Harris down as one of the managers where he'd do a decent job at one club, but then if he ever left them, it just yeah. wouldn't work. A bit like, I imagine, like for Eddie Howe. Yeah, when he went it's to Burnley, decent. it wouldn't work. Yeah, terrible. It's a bit dogged, Neil Harris, because obviously when they were at Millwall, they were... They're similar to Cardiff, obviously. Warnock's just been at Cardiff. 
um, old-fashioned English football, dogged, physical, etc., etc. So I probably disagree with that in a little way because Neil Harris were brought up with that at Millwall and Cardiff, he seems to have blended Cardiff into that kind of team because obviously when he, were at, he did a good job at Millwall and did they not get in the playoffs last year or a year before? Or did they get close? I can't remember now. Yeah, they got close, didn't they? Yeah, man? and it's, it's similar kind of what he's doing at Cardiff and um, they, they could be a team, I think it's playoffs-wise for that last spot, I think it's between them and Derby now. Yeah. Are Derby really that close? Because I think they've had a shocking season. That since, well... <clears throat> Since Rooney's come in and they've, they've picked, I think they've won the last four, four on bounce, five on bounce, I think. Seems to be going under radar that then because they were struggling, they couldn't buy a win at one point. Yeah, they, they, um, yeah, they were really struggling. They're, they're not doing bad, Derby. They're, in fact, Derby are in eighth. They're three really? points like Cardiff. Wow. And Cardiff yeah. six. Yeah, so there's Derby and Preston, uh, seventh and, and eighth. Preston being seventh. What, what a job he's doing at Preston, by the way. What a job he's Alex doing. Alex Neal. Oh, because they were great they, yesterday. They were, they were poor yesterday. You look uh, at the team though, and it's it's, it's a, a shoestring team. There's no star names. Exactly. And what yeah, is, he, yeah, he did a good job at Norwich. To be honest with you, I think he, he was a bit unlucky there. And uh, but uh, but yeah, um, but with regards to the top two, do you reckon Brentford? Do you think we're up? Do you reckon Brentford will catch West Brom? I still don't think Leeds are up yet. No, uh, but we. <laughs> You could say they are, but I've just got this still in the back of my head that it's Leeds. So seven games and 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 eight points clear. (laughs) If you win, if you win your next two, if you win your next two, yes, definitely. But I think if you if you if you lose one, draw one, or lose two, and results go against you, hmm. I think you've got to fear Brentford. Yeah. Lewin at home, Blackburn away is next two. Nice two easy fixtures, but I thought Cardiff were a nice easy fixture, really, for your first game back. But it's like all else. One I of think we've just got to concentrate on ourselves. Um, Brentford have got a, a relatively good run in. Um, I think Swansea are good and Luton beat Swansea, didn't they? Yeah. The- well, I, see, I, I said uh, a couple of days ago, I thought, well, if we can win this one against Fulham, I'm not saying it'd be easy against Luton, but. Takes if, pressure if, off a bit. If though. we want to go and win promotion, no disrespect to Luton, but we should be beating you've got Luton. To be beating them, yeah, you've got to be beating yeah, them. Yeah, you should, but this time at season, playing a team like Luton is a is a potential banana skin because they're fighting for their lives. They're fighting for their lives. Like, um, what did Barnes you want to be playing big table teams that have not to play for. That's what I'm saying. But you're so, saying that yeah. that's when they've got no pressure on them and they can relax. So. It, it's kind of difficult whoever you play, I think. But especially, I think oh. especially this season, if you're playing a mid-table team, we know to play for. They're already on beach, mate. They couldn't care less. But look at Chef Wednesday today. Um, Chef Wednesday not. Chef Wednesday in third before Christmas. Oh, yeah. Uh, they've gone to Bristol City, which I'm not a big fan of Bristol City anyway. Bristol City is still fine for playoffs. And I thought Chef Wednesday were far better side today. Yeah, there's always exceptions to rule, but generally speaking, it is, yeah. history proves that you want to be playing teams that have got nothing to play for at this stage of season. But it makes the same for everybody else, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, it, the teams that are at the bottom of the table are the worst teams in the league. Fact. That's just the way it works. But if you're going to play it, if, 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 if somebody said to you, 
somebody said to you at the start of the season, these are your three teams. I can see into the future, these are the three teams that are down. You'd pick them three teams to play. But if you could pick when you played them three teams, it definitely wouldn't be at the end of the season. No. Yeah. You play you know, them before. Um, just to finish off um, to this show, um, which we haven't really talked about much, is uh, I want your predictions for three going down in the Premiership and the three going down in the Championship. Three going down. Let's have, let's have a look then. So... Premiership's easy for me. I think it's pretty much sewn up. I think it's Norwich, Bournemouth and Villa. I I agree with that. Uh, Championship, um, let's have a look. I think... uh, God. It's going to be nerve-wracking for Chef Wednesday fans this week because it's looking like they're going to get a points deduction. Who is? Chef Wednesday. How much? They're reckoning about nine points, so they could be dragged into it um, yeah. very sure. short. Well, there you go, then. There's your answer as to, what, as to why they played well today. Yeah. Yeah, To probably. get the points just in case they get them taken off them. Yeah. I th- the bottom three in the championship, as it stands, will go down. Yeah. I, I, I disagree with that. I think that Huddersfield might escape and it'll go down. I think Hull City will go down, to be honest with you. They've... they've since I think Huddersfield have just been woeful all season, though, mate. All have had good spells. Well, since since um, Jared Bowen and Grzycki went from Hull, yeah, they've got they've dropped. They've like been atrocious. And they're hopeless. They've had yeah. them, uh, which probably another thing we we haven't really talked about is the the contract disputes. Um, they've had uh, three or four of them um, that have refused to play um, during the, the end of the season. So I think that club itself and with them owners. I just feel like they're on a downward spiral. I think. I, I think if you're saying Hull will go down, then I think Barnsley will survive. Yeah. Really. Field rather than Huddersfield, yeah. Well, I, actually, I, from what I've seen at Barnsley since since we've restarted, um, they've, they've, actually, right. they've actually had um, like um, a bit of newfound steel in them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I drunk, tell you something against Millwall. Yeah. And the one did the first game back. Yeah, who did the play before that? And the one, and, and I didn't expect him to at all. They played QPR away and won. Yes, they did. They did. They've got but, some interesting games coming up as well, Barnsley. I, I'm just looking that they've got to go to Stoke. Uh, they've got to go to Luton. There you go. You say that. Six they've got to come to us. They, these are the big games and to be fair I hope Barnsley stay up because I know as a Leeds fan you'll want them to go down Bush, but as far as I'm concerned if Barnsley are anything above League One they're punching above the weight yeah, yeah. absolutely could be potentially three Yorkshire clubs going down yeah potentially yeah. which I'll, uh, tell you, I'll tell you one team that won't be going down that's Middlesbrough yeah no I agree no, 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 won't. I love him no. I think he's brilliant First game in, 2-0 win, was it? First game in. Jonathan will get couldn't buy a win. Just shows no. you... Know, they, ba- battling against relegation, right? If you're if you're in championship, you're battling against relegation, you sack your manager, and you go and ask all of the fans who they want to be the manager, just who's going to save them from relegation, 99% of them would say Neil Warnock. Well, possibly. He's had more retirements than Oxley. Yeah, he has, he has. <laughs> I said it at work last week. I, I said, 
he's retired four times in the last five seasons. And then it's it's what you know, he keeps getting these job offers and it's like, well, I keep them up. If I get till end of season it's a you know, I'll get a couple of million or whatever I've been paid for keeping them up, whatever. And then, ooh, do I take it next season and have another chance of another promotion? Do I? Yeah. You know, it's a it's a no lose situation. It's a very you know what I mean, it's a very good championship manager, isn't he? Um, yeah. And to be fair, he's, he's done all right in Premier League. He's not had tools to work with a lot of times, has he? But he's done all right. Yeah. He's yeah. not he's not embarrassed a team in Premier League. Sheffield United yeah. shouldn't have gone down that year that he took them up because of Man West Ham thing. You know, a point really. away from staying up. QPR were just a shit show for every manager. He sorted it out and then could have possibly kept him in. And the, the decider, Mark Hughes, were a, a better fit. Which uh, so he's not had his he's not had masses of luck. But you know, he, he took Cardiff up. They were doing all right in middle of the season and then just dropped off. And you know, you look at that game at Chelsea where that offside goal. Three points there, or a point, whatever it were going to be, that it cost him, and stuff like that. So he's not had luck. I feel sorry for him a bit, really, when he's gone up there. He's not had luck, but a quality manager. I love him to bits, me. Right, boys. Um, I'm going to end it at that. Um, been, a, been a good show. Um, nice to get football back and plenty to talk about. And uh, hopefully we'll, uh, we'll all have happy faces again in the next couple of weeks with some uh, good results for our teams. Hopefully. So, anyway, thank you everybody for listening and uh, we'll see you soon. Good night, folks. Bye. I can't help but live in the moment. The Fatback 3 podcast every Monday at 4 pm.